Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. What's up, sis? How are you? What's good, fam? Oh my goodness. It's only 12 days in this year and it's been really long for me. I don't know about you, but it's, it's a lot. (laughs) I feel like I stay in a bubble working from home a little bit more than I ever used to. So Mm -hmm. I can ignore certain things in ways that I couldn't before, but I feel you. I mean, I understand these internets are still available to see about all these world shenanigans. So I feel you. Little short story. Baby girl is home. COVID outbreak at the preschool home for 10 days. So it's just two weeks. This is another one. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, be safe, y'all. Be safe. Omarion yeah. is in the street. I'm telling you. And I got the nerd to be traveling yet again, guys. I'm about to be <laughs> heading out of town. When y'all are hearing this, I'll probably be on the plane. So, you know, pray for me. I'm going to do my Definitely. very best to stay safe. I'm boosted. That's why I said before I had to go ahead and get boosted. I'm too out here in these streets on the travel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> safe, safe, safe travels to and from for sure. All right, Ashley. Well, we have several quick headlines and a few hot topics. So let's go ahead and get into it. So this is also part of what makes this year feel feel kind of long. We already dealt with the death of the beloved Golden Girl, Betty White, at the end of 2021. But here in the few days of 2022 we've had some major loss in Hollywood the first I'm looking at the Hollywood reporter Sir Sidney Portier regal star of the big screen dies at 94 years old uh the Oscar winner actor memorable in such films as Lilies of the Field to serve with love And in the heat of the night, broke barriers and served as an inspiration for generations. Ashley, he passed away on January 7th in his home in Beverly Hills. Um, He's had an extraordinary career, most noted, right? Portier was the very first Black man to win an Academy Award for Best Actor when he was acknowledged for his portrayal as a good-hearted handyman for Arizona nuns in Lily of that, L- Lilies of the Field, 1963. 
And he's went on to star in many films. He was a, a director. Um, this was always so surprising to me. Like he directed comedies in the 80s, um, more notably the Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder box office hit Stir Crazy, Stir Crazy from 1980. Is that right? And yeah. Like fun fact, uh, he survived by beautiful daughters like he's the ultimate girl dad Ashley what did his passing mean to you uh it's just you know another legend gone this one so deeply felt within the black community you know I can put it on par with like Cicely Tyson passing you know the impact he had on the next generation of black talent that we've grown up watching you know has been immeasurable I think one of my least favorite parts of aging, Delora, is seeing the people that I love and admire pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not enjoying that. And, and it feels too frequent. It was definitely been a lot of loss within the last, you know, few years for sure. But, you know, again, a giant in the industry, he was so regal, even his name to a certain extent yes. is regal. You know, I just think and he demanded as, it. He demanded the respect, right? I love the interview I saw where he said, you know, I'm so much more than the questions that he was being asked um, as a black man at the time. He was like, I'm an artist. Mm. I'm a human. I'm intelligent. I'm all these things. And you want to just ask me these basic question so you're right he did demand it but again I saw all the posts from so many black talented actors and actresses from Denzel to Hallie to everybody just talking yeah. about the impact he had on them and those touch points you know just the impact is again immeasurable so rest in peace Sydney rest in absolutely. peace absolutely life well lived absolutely and I want to know one more thing It was in 2002 when Denzel finally won his first Best Actor Oscar the same year as Halle Berry. It was like Mm -hmm. they gave all the Blacks the Oscars Mm. that year. Mm. And it's it's been a minute for, especially for the actress. But Why Denzel gotta be crooked before he took it? That's always in my mind. Jadakiss. Why Denzel gotta be crooked before he took it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's that's real. But I will say this. It took me loving Lion King to understand his heat in the heat of the night reference with Pumbaa. He was like, they call me Mr. T. <laughs> and, and when I found out it came from came from him, I was like, yo, wow. So fun, fun pop culture reference there. All right, Ashley. Another another said tragic loss Bob Saget America's dad okay he passed away on Sunday January 9th at the age of 65 years old he died in the hotel they found him in his bed it appears that he was sleeping Um, but it's worth noting that he had recently had COVID-19 literally weeks before his untimely death and on that night was the first night of his comedy tour and he did a set of two hours he was elated Mm -hmm. to have produced so much um 
you know, coming out for the first time in the midst of all the pandemic and ha- or and what have you. So um, again, so many tributes. One of the things that I think says a lot about the person is all the things his friends and loved ones have to say about him. And they all said he was kind. He was generous. He was one of the best people they knew. Mm-hmm. And we all knew he had such a raunchy <laughs> sense of humor, but that genuineness that America came to love with him playing uh Danny Tanner in full house apparently some of that some of that was real were you were you shocked as everyone was to hear this news absolutely when I got I got a text as usual when these sorts of things happen and I was definitely shocked I was like wait what and then he was found at a hotel in Orlando what um had no idea he was here for one and for two it was like I need more information what happened to him was there foul play you know just so many questions and obviously we're still waiting on um the results of his autopsy but I appreciated the stories again that I got to read and hear about thereafter such as Pete Davidson talking about him helping Mm -hmm. him through mental health issues and Tiffany Haddish he met when she was a teenager and has such a profound impact on as a comedian just the reach when we talk about Sidney Poitier previously I knew and could see the reach Bob Saget I didn't know as well outside of his role in Full House and doing AFV so Mm -hmm. to know again that it's somebody who was in the industry who had a depth beyond what I even knew I'm just you know it's sad you know we talked about Sydney and Betty White you know they at least made it into their 90s this is somebody who seemingly had an untimely death so I'm sorry for his family and loved ones for sure I hope that they get some closure with those autopsy results but in general you know loss of life is always unfortunate and just wishing his family and friends and loved ones the very best. But clearly, again, Bob did his thing in the industry. So I was happy to hear that. Absolutely. Well-loved, well-loved. All right, Ashley, I have the opportunity to be a little bit more petty now in this quick headline. (laughs) Jamie Lynn Spears talks personal memoir, relationship with Brittany, quote, I love my sister. This is from GMA today, actually. So Jamie Lynn Spears opened up to ABC's Juju Chang in her first TV interview for her memoir, Things I Should Have Said, that's due out January 18th. And she discussed her life and her family. Ashley, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because obviously we highlighted this in our final episode of 2021 hashtag free Britney, right? That mm-hmm. the evolution of that moment, which it was very much a moment. And sis has been very free. Um, have you seen some of her <laughs> social media posts, but ass naked? Yeah. Like, it's been a lot, but I guess this is what free people do, right? I'm not that free, but <laughs> I don't, I don't got Britney Spears money. So, you know, there you go. I'm just going to go ahead and, and insert some of my criticism right now. I thought it was rich that speaking of the social media posts that Britney's Britney has been posting, 
she's been very critical of her family, the entire family, like everybody could get these hands. (laughs) And so for Jamie Lynn to do this exclusive sit down with the title of a book called things I should have said, Ashley, one, have you seen this interview Two, Are you convinced that her hands are clean? So yes, I watched it because I knew we were going to be talking about it. Um, I just watched it maybe an hour or two ago. And do I believe it? Is that what your second question was? Do I believe it? It, Are her hands clean? Uh, Clean is more of a matter probably of opinion, because Mm -hmm. from what I gathered from that interview, Jamie Lynn feels like she's been there for Brittany and done what she can within family dynamics. Sometimes you do feel like you have people's backs or that you were there to support them. And they're like, "Uh uh-uh, because what really happened was, or when I really needed you, I didn't feel like you were there or X, Y, and Z. And I think given the position of Jamie Lynn as being 10 years younger than Brittany, this being her father being over the conservatorship, it's messy AF. It always has been. So I can't say that I feel some type of way or I fault Jamie Lynn because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know anything about that. That's not my family. So she's entitled to tell her story. So I completely agree with you, Ashley. I was just being a little petty because, you know, that's what I do. Um, (laughs) But from the pure optics of it, it, she looks guilty. Okay, it looks like let me hurry up and get my story out to the public before Brittany starts letting it rip. And again, like I said, anybody could get these hands. So it just seems rushed. Now, when I saw the interview, to your point, I do believe she believes she did everything she could she could do, because Mm -hmm. let's let's keep things 100. 10 years is a major age gap between the two, right? Not to mention that Brittany also was the breadwinner of the family, right? So it's only so much she probably could do, or she felt limiting because like in that family dynamic, the, the powerhouses seem to have been the father, Brittany and whoever Brittany's management was, if it wasn't the father, you know what I mean? Um, The other thing I'm going to mention about this interview is nobody cares about her life though. (laughs) Like everybody cares about Britney and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Everybody came rushing to this interview to hear about what, what her dynamics were with Britney. Uh, Not so much her personal life, even though her personal life is very interesting. Having been a teenage mother and a star and everything like that, but See, you say people didn't care. I agree that obviously Brittany is the star of the family, always will be the star. But I I find the pieces that Jamie Lynn just even said in the interview to be very interesting because I do think that it's uh, unfair to make it seem as if Jamie Lynn only exists in the orbit of Britney Spears. Jamie Lynn has lived her own life and had her own experiences and had to deal with the shit from her family too. So when she's talking about her own mental health struggles and going back Mm -hmm. and remembering, yeah, there was a big hoopla when she became a teen mom and all these various things that happened. Don't forget she was an actress and making music as well. Steel was just on a series on Netflix and acting. So you also talked about how she seemed guilty 
guilty. I didn't perceive it that way so much as I have a public persona to protect as well, because I also make money in this industry. So Mm. we just had the issue of the mental health organization not accepting her donation because of everything that was going on. So I think just like Brittany, she has a reputation publicly that she does have to protect because she makes money in an industry where perception and reputation matter so much. So Mm -hmm. I didn't even see it that way, but it is unfair that we do just put her directly. You know, she's never (laughs) even been able to get out of the shadow the way Solange has from, from Beyonce. You know what I mean? She's always going to be Britney's little sister. So you know what, Jamie Lynn, I'm a, I'm a younger sibling too. Do your thing, sis. Do your thing. I'm here for it. Speak your truth. Thank you, Ashley, for your empathy and your breakdown. Again, for me, it just seems like she was trying to get her story out before Brittany. That I'm, that's Delora. You're not wrong about that part. <laughs> I put in my nose, Brittany will speak out at some point and I'm assuming she's going to unleash quite a bit. So I don't think you're wrong about that. So again, (laughs) Game of Thrones, she about to, she about to Daenerys y'all the fuck up. But I I do think that all again, all goes back to livelihood and the fact that Jamie Lynn has to protect that money. Yeah, that's real. So we will see, we will see. I'm sure we'll get more revelations. I just felt like she didn't give enough in this interview to sell her book for me. She did talk about, you know, some, tr- uh, a traumatic incident that happened with her oldest daughter, but yeah. Yeah. But when man. it, when it, it, yeah, very intense. I'm not knocking that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It should be interesting. So let's go ahead and get into our hot topics. All right, Ashley. It's award season. It's kind of hard to comprehend because with COVID-19, we don't really get a chance to have the red carpets and the hoopla, but back to your uh, position previously of why the people's choice awards popped off the way that it did, right? (laughs) People were like, yay, a red carpet. Yes. Let me be seen. Thank you for that call back, Ashley. The Golden Globes came and went literally untelevised baby they were not playing so i'm looking at variety the hollywood foreign press announced the winners of the 2022 globe golden globes on twitter on sunday actually with no media in attendance or celebrities walking the red carpet like years past we all remember because this was a hot topic last year the Hollywood Foreign Press was under scrutiny for not having anybody any black people um a part of it Mm -hmm. and mind you the Hollywood Foreign Press is comprised of you know media journalists from around the world and they didn't have not one person of color um if they did it was maybe a man but there were no women like the the, you know it wasn't a true voice especially in the season we're in in Hollywood when it comes to um people of color being in both the front and behind the camera you know what I mean Mm -hmm, for sure so with that being said I think it's interesting that again they went on announcing their winners but 
I didn't really hear any updates on their membership. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that there. But here are the winners, Ashley. And here are the top categories. That is best motion picture drama, The Power of the Dog, Netflix. Best picture musical or comedy, West Side Story. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Will Smith, mm-hmm. Richard, mm-hmm. check out that recap, you guys. And I like to highlight that this is a pretty diverse category. We had Mahershala, Mahershala Ali for Swan Song. We had Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog, and Denzel Washington the tragedy of Macbeth. So that was a crowded feel. Were you surprised that Will beat Denzel in Shakespeare? I'm not surprised because I think as we talked about when we did the recap, you know, Will really did a phenomenal job in that role. And unfortunately, I haven't gotten a chance to see the tragedy of Macbeth yet to stack up any opinions between yeah. the two, but it is Denzel Washington. So exactly. it's stiff competition, no matter what role he will be taking on. Period. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Nicole Kidman. She beat out Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. I'm actually happy for Nicole because this was a role she almost passed on because of the controversy about her taking on Lucille Ball. So I was actually happy for Nicole. I've watched being the Ricardos. I thought she did a good job. I will not express why I'm having a hard time uh, pressing play for that. You should watch it, Delora. You should watch it. I should watch it? You should watch it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Best performance by an actor. <laughs> I'm laughing because Ashley knows what it is, but I'm not going to do it on the mic. I'm not going to do it on the mic. Okay. <laughs> if you know me, just text me and ask me why. Okay. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. So he beat Leonardo in that as well as Anthony Ramos in In the Heights. Please check out that recap. Oh, two two recaps we've done. Don't Look Up more recently and then In the Heights. Remember you had just asked if they were going to get nominated for anything. They've had multiple nominations. They have. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Rachel Ziegler, West Side Story. She beat out... Emma Stone from Cruella. Check out that recap. <laughs> Don't mind the shameless plugs, you guys. Uh, Jennifer if we Lawrence. can't plug ourselves on our own podcast, when can we plug ourselves? You exactly. Know? Exactly. Jennifer Lawrence, don't look up. And then we don't have to talk about the other women, but they did wonderful jobs. Um, roles that I did not see. So one is from Licorice Pizza. Haven't seen that. And the other one is from um, Antoinette. That was... Those are two films I have not heard of. So I'm pretty sure I heard of Licorice Pizza. Oh, I've heard of it, but I, I hadn't seen, seen yeah, it. Yeah, haven't seen it. 
All right. So I'm almost done here. So best supporting actor, motion picture. We have Cody Smith McKee, McPhee in The Power of the Dog. We have best supporting actress, motion picture, Aria Du Bois, West Side Story. She's also hosting Saturday Night Live this Saturday. So check that out. And then, so best TV drama, Secession, that beat out Squid Game. Check out that recap. Pose, uh, The Morning Show, Lappin. Ashley, one of your hidden gems, one best television series, musical and comedy. Hacks, mm-hmm. HBO Max, check that out. But our one of our favorite recaps, Only Murders in the Building. They were nominated, but they did not win. So, Here's the good stuff. Best performance by an actress in TV, TV series drama. Michaela J. Rodriguez for Pose. Do your thing, girl. Major key. Congratulations. I would gladly be a part of your house, sis. Okay. <laughs> and then best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Jason Sudeikis. He beat out both Steve Martin and Martin Short of Only Murders in the Building, as well as Anthony Anderson. So I need Anthony to get some hardware. Yeah, I know it's upsetting. And Jane Smart won for Hacks, Best TV Musical Comedy Anthology, The Underground Railroad. So congratulations. Uh, Black Excellence there found on Amazon Prime video. It beat out one of our recaps, Mayor of Easttown. Kate Winslet also won for Best Actress in Limited Series Anthology. And oh, Young Sue from Squid Games, he's the older gentleman, won Player for one. Best Supporting Actor History in Television. He and Michaela both made history so amazing and the last category i'm going to talk about is best song because i love i love this best original song motion picture beyonce was nominated for her song in king richard the song that will break your heart from encanto by lin-manuel miranda was nominated (laughs) dos orquisitas means to butterflies they all lost to Billie Eilish and her brother for No Time to Die from the James Bond movie. And so the reason why I brought that up, Ashley, is because we knew Beyonce Be Alive from King Richard. Phenomenal song. Very in, very experimental in some ways in terms of the sound. But she very much wrote that song with one other person, which is major for Beyonce. That is no shade. But I knew she was going to go for this best original song but i was so happy to see that she was nominated you know mm-hmm. yeah i'm ready i'm ready for lynn though to win best original song though i'm not gonna lie because you know he's 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 an egot in the waiting and he was pumping out the projects this year with vivo Encanto, tick tick boom like he was out here he was like where's where's my hardware <laughs> i love Encanto. that's another movie i forced my family to watch during the holiday season <laughs> That soundtrack has been on repeat since we watched it on Christmas Eve. Okay, we don't talk about Bruno. Banger, banger. <laughs> and I lied. The last thing, the last category, best motion picture animated. 
went to Encanto Walt mm-hmm. Disney because they know how to make a freaking animated movie. All right, Ashley. Pixar has you- the technology is another level. Phenomenal. Ashley, overall, do you care about the Golden Globes this year? And the, I mean, I'm happy for the winners, but does it have the weight they used to have? No. Mm. A lot of award shows have lost their luster. And I don't say that lightly because I know these are institutions, but I've said this multiple times on the podcast at this point. Part of it is their fault due to whether we want to say the discrimination, diversity, lack of diversity factor, whether it be, you know, stale formula, whether it be the lack of listening to your audience and listening to the actual artists to make changes that are necessary to keep it interesting and exciting and relevant. That part. So no, it's not the same, but I do feel bad for the people like Michaela, MJ Rodriguez, and like our player one and all those folks, player one from Squid Game, let me finish my statement, who made history, who this is a huge acknowledgement for them of their talents and their efforts in the industry. You know, I want those, I want to see those people win and win in such a way that gives them the same feeling that everybody else gets to have during those moments, which the is celebration. Huge. They deserve to be celebrated. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Ashley. Like in some ways I'm super excited, especially for Will Smith, you know, he's been fighting for <laughs> that Oscar for a very long time. And I feel like this is his time, but again, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? That's where I'm going to leave that. All right, Ashley, still under the award season umbrella. The SAG nominations came out literally today. Um, super exciting. I'm looking at Variety once again. Headline, SAG nominations, House of Gucci, and Power of the Dog score big. Secession and Ted Lasso lead television. All right, Ashley. So let's look at some of the big, big awards for the SAG nominations here. Outstanding performance by Ensemble in a drama series. We have Han- The Handmaid's Tale, The Morning Show, Squid Games, Secession, Yellowstone. Have you ever watched Yellowstone? I haven't. It's not been on my radar, but I'm sure I'll get to it someday as I watch everything (laughs) sometime. (laughs) Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. We have Belfast. Thanks to Carla, the critic, she highlighted this film for us. It's all Mm -hmm. in black and white. We have Coda, which is Apple Original Films. Don't Look Up, our recent uh, recap from Netflix, House of Gucci, as well as King Richard. Ashley, do you have any predictions for this category? I can't say I necessarily have any predictions, but we'll see what happens with the award show itself, right? I don't have any strong predictions on this one. What about you? So when it comes to predictions, I typically go with what I feel like it's going to win, not necessarily who I want to win. (laughs) So for best cast, 
I really think it'll probably go to uh, House of Gucci. I, I, I do. Although Don't Look Up is so star-studded. Now, who I would like to win is King Richard. <laughs> but, you know, fingers crossed. I'm still rooting for them, though. Yeah. Outstanding performance by male actor in a leading role. We have Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog. Ashley, have you seen that film? I haven't. I have not. I remember seeing it become available when it dropped on Netflix, but I really don't recall. It's a drama. I haven't been in the mood necessarily for very serious dramatic. Like it took me a while to even watch The Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock, even though it was number one for the longest. I haven't watched it because that's where I am. It was good though. It was good. (laughs) Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, they didn't get nominated. Snubs. Okay. Um, we have Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth predictions. I'm gonna give it to Will again. Um, I think because he won the Golden Globe, that's indicative probably of you know, the way one award show goes sometimes, so goes all. I know the Golden Globe used to be a big predictor for the Oscars, but Sags, I would give it to him or Denzel, honestly. Yeah, and the sex is a pretty good indicator too, simply because these are actors and obviously actors nominate or, you know, put in their votes for the Academy as well. So there, there's a through line there. So the last category I'm going to highlight for today is um, outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. So the reason why I wanted to highlight this is it's so much different than what uh, the Golden Globes were in the sense of we have Jennifer Hudson for respect who uh, played Aretha Franklin so we also still have Jessica Chastain the eyes of Tammy Faye Olivia Coleman the lost daughter Lady Gaga House of Gucci and Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos now uh, my prediction for this category it's probably gonna go to Nicole Kidman. I, I I feel that, but I'm happy to see Jennifer being nominated. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would love for Jennifer to win a sack. That'd be awesome. So let's talk about some snubs, okay? Um, the largest one being Kristen Stewart uh, for her portrayal as Princess Diana. The one that really stuck out for me, I have two. Lady Ingenue Ellis not getting a supporting actress nomination. I thought that was really disappointing and a missed opportunity. And Ashley, one of our recaps, The Harder They Fall, they didn't get any love. Mm -hmm. And there were stellar performances in that film. What about you? What are your snubs? So my biggest snub is Insecure and Issa. I think they'll be eligible for next year, I thought. According to the article that I'm reading for Variety, Mm. it's a shame because this was the HBO series final season and the last chance for SAG to recognize the groundbreaking fan favorite series. So Mm. if that is indeed the case, then my biggest snub is definitely Insecure and Issa, right? Because as I said, even about the Emmys, yeah if y'all ain't on this bandwagon for this final season i'm over it so that's my biggest snub Ooh, thank you for that ashley 
I, yeah, I was under the assumption that they would be eligible for next year, but maybe that's just the Emmys. Yeah. And then Sterling K. Brown, this is us. Wasn't nominated. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I am not up to date on this is us and we're in our final season. Okay. (laughs) Only second episode though. You got some time to catch up. Well, Ashley, that's all I have today for quick headlines and hot topics. Um, What are we recapping next week? Girl, we are recapping one of our most popular titles that we have recapped in our multiple 70 plus episodes thus far. And that is Emily in Paris back for good old season two on Netflix and Delora as you know and as was posted on our stories they've already been renewed for seasons three and four so it's time to dive back in to M in Paris as you were saying during (laughs) season one and I'm excited to talk to you about it so guys I hope you're excited too all right Ashley if there's nothing else See you later. Bye, Recap Nation. Bye, guys.